Welcome to the first episode of Latter Day Heart to Heart, a podcast where we discuss Latter Day Saint conference talks and find ways to apply them to our daily lives. Today we will discuss The Great Commandment by Elder Joseph B. Wordland. I'm Rochelle. I'm the daughter. Yeah, she thinks she knows it all, by the way. She's the daughter. I do. (laughs) (laughs) We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Whether you are a longtime member of the church, a recent convert, or someone who just wants to learn a little bit more about Mormons, we are happy you're here, and we hope you find peace in this space that we have created and maybe learn something about us that you didn't know before. Hi, Rochelle. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am so excited. So I'm guessing that some people are going to want to know why we decided to start this podcast. So why did you want to start this podcast, Mom, other than wanting to spend some more time with me? So maybe you should know, for the people that don't know, um, we are a mom and a daughter team here. Mom-daughter duo. (laughs) I'm the mom, Maddie, and this is my daughter, Rochelle, and we live 3,000 miles apart. But we always have been very close together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, not maybe on on your teenage years. I thought I wanted to kill you. Well, I thought you were the worst, too, so the feeling was mutual. (laughs) (laughs) but now that we're older and she has kids of her own i think that we are better off now i i I think maybe she's more understanding so there's hopes mothers out there well i think that the three thousand miles apart does some help too (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so yes i wanted to spend more time with rochelle that's true um rochelle and i always talk we talk pretty much every day i think we pretty much talk every day don't you yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty weird when we, we do, don't. We text every day, that's for yeah. sure. I guess we just always have questions and we just gab and, you know, whenever we have conference, we always have little comments. So I guess we just wanted to get together and do that. Is that yeah. your, is that the reason why you wanted to do this? Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I have a lot of friends who don't really understand. I mean, like they see things on Netflix they see, you know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and they want to know, like, is that how you guys really are? And so I kind of just wanted to create a space where people who may not be familiar with the LDS faith or people who are um, LDS, um, just to kind of talk about, you know, topics that apply to us and are talked about heavily in our church. So um, I'm also hoping that maybe we can dispel some common myths. <laughs> so I know that there's a lot of myths out there. Um, and yeah. sometimes when you want to learn a little bit more about something, you might not want to, like, dive right on in head first. And I think that by discussing some of our m- most beloved conference talks, that that's a great way for someone to really get a good feel about what we're all about. We are going to try our best to just to just speak from our heart. Um, and hopefully you will be received that way. 
that being said, we know that religion is a spiritual, is very spiritual and deeply personal. And even with the LDS community itself, they are varying beliefs um, and opinions concerning different matters. We actually anticipate that there will be differentiation, and we embrace that. Rochelle. Yeah, we love differentiation. Um, and sometimes there might be things or views that we have in our podcast that you may not agree with it. And that's totally okay. It's okay. (laughs) Because we do it all the time. I don't think so. Yes, I do. I mean, we're mom and daughter, so we definitely don't agree (laughs) on everything. (laughs) We aren't trying to tell you that this is the only way to think or to view something. It's just our take. Yeah, we can only, we can only um, express things from our you know, our life experiences. And so our life experiences might not be your life experiences and that's okay. You can school us. You can educate us. Um, we're just speaking from our space. That's all we can do. So, um, our, sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, but for always we agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And And if somebody doesn't agree with me, I don't hate them. I'm just like, Oh, I never thought about it that way. Thanks for sharing that with me. So, um, her mother, yeah. Unless you're my mom, then I'm probably going to yell at you. <laughs> um, basically, our only request um, that we ask of you guys is that we keep our discord just like respectful and loving and, you know, just approach the concepts and the ideas that we discuss the same way that you might approach shopping at a clothing store. Sometimes you see something in a store window that you just have to have. So it brings you into the store and you try it on and it's exactly how you hoped it would be. And then other times when you're in that dressing room, not so much. (laughs) Sometimes you try it on and it's baggy or scratchy or itchy and it overall just doesn't feel right for you. So you put it back on the rack and you keep looking. And that's how we kind of want you to approach the ideas that we share on this podcast, you're just trying them on. If you don't like it, that's totally okay. Just keep listening, keep searching, and you'll find something that does fit and work for you. So um, like we mentioned in our intro today, we are going to be discussing the Great Commandment, which was given during the October 2007 General Conference. And as much as we would love to cover the whole thing in its entirety, um, we're just going to share a couple of our favorite quotes so that we're not here for like an hour. We've already recorded that podcast and now we're trying to break it down a little bit. Um, I know, but this talk is one of my mom's favorites. So mom, would you like to tell us a little bit about the talk, just kind of its overall theme and maybe why you decided to, um, do this, this, um, talk for the episode today? Well, Elder Worthing is adorable. I know he's so cute. He's absolutely cute. I really, I really loved him. Um, uh, I met his son. His son was the mission president at one point here in upstate mm-hmm. New York, and and I love him too. He was very funny, very warming, very welcoming. Um, and I and I love the message that yeah. he gave. I mean, it's a great message. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we need more in this these times right now because we kind of have distanced ourselves a little bit yeah so now that we're coming back together i think that we need to like kind of review those basic human principles yeah back from isolation we might have forgotten how to play nice maybe (laughs) yeah i need to learn how to play nice again 
uh, in a loving way, but in a caring way. And yeah. I think that he brings those points up. And that's the reason I, I needed to listen to that. The other thing is that what happened during the talk, during the live talk. I know. We won't give it away. We're saving that for last. Yes. All right. So should we just jump right in, Mom? Let's jump right in. I love jumping right in. All right, so Worthland starts his talk by posing a question, and that question is, what quality defines us best as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? All right, so I'm going to share the first quote that we're going to discuss um, from the talk today. So he goes into a little bit of background, a little bit of context before he reveals what he believes is the quality that best defines us as members of our church. So he says, in the first century AD, members of the growing church in Corinth were enthusiastic about the gospel. Almost all were recent converts to the church. Many were attracted to it through the preaching of the apostle Paul and others, but the saints at Corinth were also contentious. They argued amongst themselves a lot. Some of them thought that they were better than others. And so they took each other to court a lot of the times. And when Paul heard this, he got kind of frustrated and he wrote them a letter and he basically pleaded with them to become more unified. He answered a lot of the questions that they'd kind of been distracted with um, and arguing about. And then towards the end of his letter, he told them that he wanted them to show or he wanted to show them a more excellent way of doing life basically. So what does the phrase a more excellent way mean to you, mom? Oh, that, I love that. By or what way. do you and think more, he's means? I really love that phrase. A more excellent way. We should put it in our mirrors. I know a it kind of reminds me of Bill and Ted's excellent adventures. Excellent. But... <laughs> excellent. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> it means for me, it means that, um, sometimes we have to watch our tone. Yeah. You know, how we how we say things, how we come approach with people, because we can have a really bad day, but you don't know if the person that you are that you are dealing with mm-hmm. had a worse day than you do. Yeah. Even though you think it's impossible that somebody yeah. else had a worse day than you do. But no, they could. So I think that just just think, stop and think before you say something. Yeah. And careful with the tone that And you just have. remember that everybody's going through their own battle and just because you can't see it doesn't mean that they're not fighting something. So we just need to be more kind. So then Worthland conducts a metaphorical drum roll and shares with us the quality that he believes best defines us or at least should define us. And he says, quote, Paul's message to this new body of saints was simple and direct. Nothing you do makes much of a difference if you do not have charity. You can speak with tongues, have the gift of prophecy, understand all the mysteries of the world and possess all knowledge. Even if you have the faith to move mountains without charity, it won't profit you at all. All right. So... Now that we know what word Worthland believes define us, let's talk about it. So what is charity? In this talk, Worthland defines charity as the pure love of Christ. Do you agree with that, Mom? Is there anything that you'd add to it? Or are you pretty no, satisfied with that definition? The yeah, here. you can't argue with that, right? <laughs> can't argue with the big book. <laughs> All right, so my mom was a seminary teacher, so she's going to kind of be like our historian. She was a seminary teacher for many, many years, and now she's she's not a seminary teacher anymore, but you're kind of like the teacher of the teachers now. Um, so she's going to kind of be our dedicated um, 
expert historian of our podcast. No pressure. But no pressure whatsoever. She's going to tell us a little bit about the Pharisee story that Worthlin mentions in his talk. So I love the Pharisee story because the Pharisees, I can't even talk, they were the most scholar of theologists that they were there. Okay, yeah. And they, the people have like 600 commandments. Can you imagine? We can keep up with our 10 and they have like 600 commandments, 600 rules, 600, you know, all these things. Yeah. And and they you, they would make you get in trouble if you didn't do it. Like, oh, you bathe it on a Tuesday or something and you'd get in trouble. <laughs> so anyway, um, so they were trying to trick Jesus. You know, they were trying to trick him because it comes this, this person out of like nowhere where his father was like a carpenter, you know, um, from Galilee. And then he's per- this person has followers and he claims to come from the father and things like that. So then they're trying to trick him and they say, they say to him, um, what is the best commandment? You know, what is the principle of the law here? Yeah. You know, thinking that, you know, we have 600 of them. There's no way that he can come up with any of them because they're, they're, one of them is not better than the other. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, and I love Jesus' answer because it was so simple, so unexpected, so pure, and it mm-hmm. goes perfect with the talk. He says, that shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. That's doable, isn't it? Because yeah. they were all like, oh, yes, you know, we serve, you know? Yeah. But then he continues saying, this is the first and great commandment. True. But then he stopped them when he says, and the second is like unto it, that shall love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hand all the law and the prophets. So I'm going to throw something out there. Like it comes to the point of who is your neighbor? Is it the person next door to you and the one in front of you and the one behind you and the one across from you, you know? And that's what the stopping point was. It's like your neighbor, he meant by everybody, not Mm -hmm. just the people that are in your inner circle. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. He's basically saying like, don't just be friends to your friends. That's easy. It's easy to be friends with your friends. Sometimes not so much, but usually it's easy to be friends with your friends. Be friends with everybody. And that's a little bit harder, but it's still really important. Even be loving to the people that most annoy you. Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) But I just love how the Pharisees were trying to stump uh, Jesus and in turn they were like seriously schooled they're like eh, he'll never get this but he stumped them burn <laughs> I know because at the end he said of these two commandments had all the law yeah and, the and I mean it's kind of true I mean if you love God and you love people then it's so much easier to follow the commandments. If you love God, you're not going to covet somebody's wife. If you love everyone, you're not going to try and steal their wife either. So, you know, you can apply all of them to those first two. Um, okay, so now I'm going to share another example that Elder Worthland gave, and I absolutely love it because, like, the whole time um, he was saying it, I was thinking about my mom and my dad. So let me know if you remember this one. Um He says, in a recent message of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir's Music in the Spoken Word, a story was told about an elderly man and woman who had been married for many decades. Because the wife was slowly losing her sight, she could no longer take care of herself the way that she had done for so many years. Without being asked, the husband began to paint her fingernails for her. He knew that she could see her fingernails if she held them up close to her eyes. 
and it made her smile. He liked to see her happy, so he kept painting her nails for more than five years before she eventually passed away. This is an example of the pure love of Christ. Isn't that so sweet? All my nails paint it red. Okay, I'll make sure I tell that. Um, (laughs) I love how this story demonstrates that charity doesn't have to be this complicated, grandiose, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade float gesture. Worthland goes on to say that often the greatest manifestations of love are the simple acts of kindness and caring that we extend to those we meet along the path of life. Has there ever been a time when you have been blessed by a small and simple act of charity that you'd be willing to share, Mom? I actually was. Many years ago, when you were little, we had a visiting teacher. A visiting teacher is someone who is assigned to you to, like, check on you in our church. Now it's Mm -hmm. called Ministering Sisters. Yeah. Um, Is that what it's called? Ministering Service? Yeah. (laughs) This sweet lady, when we moved here, I didn't know anything or how to get anywhere. And this yeah. lady had moved in my had lived in my subtle town, but that's where she grew up. And she took me and your you and your brother when you were little. Do you remember this? You were like four years old or five years old. And she took us and she gave she put us in the, in the car. She brought snacks for you. She took me to the like closest library. She showed me how to get to the grocery store. She showed me how to get to the coolest part to take you guys she showed me how to take you to like the school that you were supposed to go the following year do you remember that i vaguely remember to going to the library yeah. yeah she took us to the mall she took us to the farmers like where the farmers yeah were just basically and all the places that you need to go need to know how to get to on the day-to-day and back then i mean you, you guys had the internet but i feel like it was really new and like you didn't oh, yeah. have gps um, you couldn't be like Siri, show me where the nearest library is. Like, you'd have to print out the direction. It wasn't even thought of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it was invented, but I don't think that it was for, like, the layman person. I think it was just for military. Yeah, I think it was just like that. For me, I haven't even heard of this thing. Yeah. What about you? Um, hmm. Uh... Well, there's been a lot, but the one that comes to mind, like, right off the top of my head is that after I had Vance, Vance is my youngest, Riley is my oldest, there's a four-year gap between the two of them. Rylan was four, and Vance was just born, and I was just really tired. It's really hard to adjust from one kid that's really independent and four to, like, having another baby that's dependent on you for everything. I just remember a couple of times... um, After I had my son, my friend would text me in the morning and be like, hey, I'm at work, but I hired a a nanny to come and watch my youngest, who is luckily Rylan's BFF. And she was like, hey, if you want your husband to drop her off at my house and you pick her up at noon, like, we'll watch Rylan for you. And that was just really nice. Because sometimes Vance was still sleeping and I could take a shower and I could get dressed without being pestered with like a million questions from Ryland. (laughs) So that was really nice. (laughs) And if you're looking for a way to bless a new mom with something that she actually wants, I mean, casseroles are great and everything, but what she really wants is some time to herself. So (laughs) (laughs) some sleep. Take the taller for a little bit. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's a great way. I know. All right. So in the talk, um, Elder Worthlin asked 
a very direct um, pointed question. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it, it made was, me it think, really think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was powerful. Yeah, because it's really easy, you know. It talks about love, which is what this whole talk is about. Mm-hmm. And it says, do you love the Lord? Yeah. And of course, it comes to your mind, yes, I do. Yeah, of, of course, course I, I do. do. <laughs> but think about it. Do you really, really, really love the Lord? Yeah. That's, that's deep. If you really stop and think about that, that's really deep. And he so, more or less basically asks after that. I mean, he doesn't say it, but if you read between the lines, he's basically like, do you love the Lord? And then in between the lines, he's like, prove it then. <laughs> you know, prove it. So, but he does teach us ways that we, you know, things that we should do to show our love for him. Okay. And I love these. And, and I'm going to paraphrase some of these. And I'm yeah. going to read the whole quote, but it says, spend time with him, uh, meditate on his words. So he's talking about prayer. Talk to him. Involve him into your life. You know, when you read the scriptures, that is the way the Heavenly Father talks to us, you know. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, we talk to him by praying. So meditate yeah. in his words. Read the scriptures and just, you don't have to read a whole chapter. Sometimes just one verse yeah. and just meditate on Just that. to recenter you a little bit. Yeah. Um, take his yoke upon, upon you. You know, Heavenly Father has so many uh, things that he wants to do, but he cannot possibly touch everybody's. Yeah. Every day, every day in our heart. So he uses us for yeah. that. We're his, um, we're his hands. Yep. I know. Seek to understand and obey. So, you know, when you ask him for something, when you ask him, how can I help you today? You know, how can I be a better person today? And you get that whispering, like, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't hesitate and just do it. So it says that obedience becomes a delight. And it says when we seek less for things that benefit us and turns our heart towards things, that will bless and uplift others. And I, you know, when you think about charity, charity is very selfless. You know, it's kind of hard at the beginning and you kind of get embarrassed. You kind of get like, are they going to think I'm weird? Well, I am. (laughs) No surprise there. (laughs) I can attest that she's very, very weird. (laughs) Well, you're my daughter. You don't count that opinion. But I, but I think as you do it, it makes you feel good. Like at the beginning, it's kind of embarrassing, but then it just makes you feel good. You have yeah. that good feeling that you help somebody, mm-hmm. you know? So that that's kind of like what I think about when I think of that quote that he said. Yeah. And um, when you're teaching your kids or maybe if you have a calling or you have an, a volunteer opportunity or you work with children, um, a really great way to teach this concept is to relate it to a friendship. So If you want a strong relationship with God, you need to treat your relationship with God the same way that you would treat a relationship with somebody that is your friend. I mean, if you didn't talk to your friend, you never texted your friend, you never invited your friend to do anything, do you think that that person would be your friend for very long? Probably not. So if you want to have a strong relationship with God and Christ, you need to reach out to them through prayer. You need to learn a little bit more about them through the scriptures. And, you know, just involve them in your life. You know, God loves us. We have to remember that charity begins at home as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need to practice in our house. I know it is so hard, especially if you have little kids. Sometimes it's the hardest to to yeah. show that charity to people that live with you because they're the people that annoy you the most usually. <laughs> I know. No, I have to remember, he's, my husband is a child of God too, so I have to be nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it begins at home, and I think that when your kids see that, they can also learn that way. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, well, then Worthlin um, kind of 
you know, does a full circle, and he returns to his original question that he posed at the beginning of his talk. And he says, what quality defines us best as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I would answer, we are a people who love the Lord with all of our hearts, souls, and minds, and we love our neighbors as ourselves. And um, who's the best example of that that we can look to to be like, okay, well, I really want to have charity more in my life. How can I have an example of that? And, and Jesus Christ is the best example. I mean, people were awful to him. He was rejected and dejected from pretty much every situation that he was ever in. And he still loved people. Even like as he was dying and at the hands of the people that were watching and mocking him, he asked Father to to forgive them because they knew not what they were doing. So, um, I mean, even though he was on the cross, yeah, his last words were towards his mom. Yeah, I was. He wanted, yeah. he wanted the beloved apostle um, to disciple. Sorry, the yeah. beloved disciple yeah. to to take care of his mom. Yeah, you know, just said, you know. Even his suffering, they gave him vinegar as a drink. Yeah. Thursday, they gave him vinegar. And even through that whole pain that he was enduring during during that time, he even took time to help the person next to him on the cross and telling him, you're forgiving. Yeah. You know, you're, you know like you will be with me and yeah. taking care of my mom. Yeah. You know, and, and just, I just think that's so beautiful that even yeah. his hardest day, he actually thought about others. Yeah. He never stopped, not until after he died. Yep. Um, so Worthland ends his talk with his testimony and a promise. And he says that if we may reach out to Heavenly Father and to others with a new vision and a new faith, um, he testifies that as we do so, we will discover a greater richness in life. So any final thoughts, Mom, about that talk? I loved it. I love that talk. I'm so glad that we did this talk. It is so amazing. I love talks that ends with a promise, with somebody over the pulpit, an apostle over the pulpit giving us the blessing. I love that. I think it's so important. I think that we need to remember that even the people that annoy us the most, we need to be charitable. (laughs) Think about ways that we can change our mind because it takes time. You know, it's... it is very, it is like a transformation that we yeah. need to think, you know, yeah. like, um, you need to think about what ways can, can I be better and just pray about it, mm-hmm. you know, ask, you know, how, what can I do today that will help to make somebody else day better? Yeah. And we have so many opportunities to do the day, even within our own home. Yeah. And sometimes we can pray for that because every day we have opportunities, but we can pray in the morning and say, you know, Heavenly Father, help me to see those opportunities. Don't help me to not let them pass me by. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to be like, and then made me brave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Made me brave to do it. Oh, and we need to talk about what happened during the talk. So if you watch it, um, so Elder Worthland is really, really old. Like we mentioned, I mean, I think he's passed away now, right? Um, but at the time that he was doing the talk, he was really, really old and kind of frail, but I mean, his message was strong and powerful, but his body wasn't so much. So as he was giving the talk, he kind of began to like shake and, and I was getting really worried about him. He was, his breathing was sort of labored. Um, and he was just shaking a lot and, and he's- getting weak he was having a hard time standing up yeah 
So his legs were getting weak, and then as he's giving the talk, maybe about six minutes before he finishes his talk, um, you see um, Russell M. Nelson, who I believe was an apostle at the time. Is that correct? Um, But now he's our current, like, Latter-day Prophet. He's our president of the church right now. But um, he, you can see him walk into the frame, and he just holds um, Worthland up because Worthland was so committed to sharing this message that was so important to his heart and on his mind that, you know, Russell M. Nelson literally held him up figuratively and literally so that he could finish what he had to say. So I thought that was really cute. You know, I'm here for you. You Mm -hmm. finish your message strong because I got you. And he even helped him back to his seat when he was done. And I just, it was very powerful. And it it went back to what he was saying. The small and simple gestures are what mean the world. And that was such a small and simple gesture, but it was really powerful. I know. It makes you know, oh, it was so beautiful. Like you cry. I mean, you, you just cry over the whole thing because it just touches your heart. Yeah. Yeah, and and kind acts of service like that are unfortunately far and few between, especially if we're watching the news and stuff. And so it's just really powerful and and uplifting and hopeful when you see those in in life. So, and what I hope is that you get to see opportunities to be kind to people, maybe yeah. with, because it's kind of like a ripple effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see it, you want to bless somebody else's life, and then that person will bless somebody else's yeah. life, and then that person so like a ripple effect so everybody just takes a moment to just be kind and just mm-hmm. think about what you're going to do or how you're going to react or seek opportunities to do something good it will be a ripple effect plus you will make somebody's life so happy yeah just pay it, forward. pay it forward pay it forward it's amazing <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our very first episode of Latter Day Heart to Heart. Woohoo! Excited! I'm so excited to do the next one. When are we doing the next one? Oh, so we are going to be releasing. (laughs) We are going to be releasing an episode every Thursday. So Thursdays are your little spiritual thoughts. We've got you covered. So be sure to (laughs) be sure to join us next week when we're going to talk about another wonderful conference talk and apply it to our daily lives. And in the meantime, I want to invite our listeners, Rochelle, that'd be kind of fun if they get to share with us what are the most wonderful times that somebody did an act of charity or an act of kindness. That would be great. Yeah. I want to hear, I want to I want to be uplifted spiritually. Tell me yeah. what has done, what ideas you have. How can you bless somebody's life or how have they blessed yours? Yeah. Like one ideas, no names, please. Don't put names. Just say someone that I know or a friend of mine, like, you know, just something like that. Yeah. But yes, we want to hear. We want to hear it all because we just like it. Yeah. We like to hear. So thanks for joining us today and thanks for supporting us. If you want to know how you can support us, um, further, we do have an Instagram account that I made. It's called um, Latter Day Heart to Heart. You can just find it on Instagram. Um, and I will put a post for today's um, episode. And underneath, I'll pose the question When was a time that you were blessed by a small and simple act of service? And we would love to read your answers. Maybe if we get enough responses, we can even share a couple of them next time. So I will love it. Like it. Share it. Yeah. <laughs> well, bye, guys. We hope that you have an amazing week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.